Welcome to the Marriage Matters Podcast. My name is Jordan, and I'm here with my wife and co-host, Alyssa. These episodes are designed to help stir conversations and bring insight into different areas of marriage. We hope that this helps resource your marriage and equips you to try new things and engage conversations together in new ways. We will be interviewing different people along the way, and not everyone has the right answer for every situation, but we will do our best to have conversations that we can learn from, grow with, and challenge us toward living in a way that reflects Jesus in our marriages. This episode is unique, as it is just me and my wife sitting down to talk about how we've handled finances over the years. We're not experts, but we do have 10 years of experience that has been seemingly in the right direction. So we thought it would be worth talking through what we do and share it with you. Within this topic, we dive into the practicals and what it looks like to get on the same page. This episode is more of a practical approach to how, but it is always for us anchored to Scripture, God's invitations to handle His money as stewards, and in response to the Holy Spirit and how He's leading us in our season of life. We believe that as stewards, we need to invite the Holy Spirit into our financial decisions. So, all of our conversation is within that framework. Without further ado, here's my conversation with my wife, Alyssa. Well, hello, everybody. This is going to be a unique episode of the Marriage Matters podcast because today it's going to be just me and my wife, Alyssa. Hi, Alyssa. Hi, Jordan. We are sitting in our living room and we're going to be (laughs) discussing finances and how to prioritize together because one of the things we discovered early on, we'll share a little bit about our backgrounds, but we discovered that having similar or at least being on the same page with our priorities was a big key to finances. Would you agree? I would agree. Great. (laughs) We're off to a great start. So Alyssa, why don't we start with you and then I'll share my story. But um, we learned early on in our marriage, I remember that we had our, one of our first, I think, real arguments and disagreements was about our grocery budget. Mm -hmm. And I remember the moment, I remember everything that happened and I'll talk about that a little bit more. But what we discovered is that we had a totally different approach and family of origin and our different ideas about what our money should do. Uh, So Where did you come from? What was your financial history before you got married? Sure. I first want to say, too, we're not like super experts. Like if you're good with money and you're a financial planner, then you don't. You can skip this episode. Yeah. This is like, (laughs) I think, more for people who are trying to budget just some tools for that kind of stuff. Yes. What you say? Yes. So the reason that it's me and you is because we've had, we've been married for nearly 10 years and our strategy, our plan has worked for us. Yeah. And we've found success and we've been able to achieve some goals and feel like, I feel like we don't fight about money. We don't argue about mm-hmm. money a lot. We have, I, I think, a, a really healthy discussion around money and have been able to do some really, really fun things. Like it's not just rules and regulations. We've been able to do some really, really great things. And it doesn't, it's not because we make a lot of money. It's because I think we've been able to use what we have really well. And that's why we're talking about it. Not because we're experts, but because... For the last 10 years, this has worked. Yeah. So where did you come from? Well, Bismarck, North Dakota, for one. <laughs> just, I'll start there. No, I just... The when money I, capital of the United <laughs> States of America. That's what they say. They do <laughs> say that. They do say that in Bismarck. When I think of money and just my background and where I came from, um, I just always remember my mom saying, okay, wait till payday. Like that was just yeah. kind of a saying in our house of like anything extra, like, you know, we had what we needed, but my mom was a teacher. My dad worked for the game and fish. And so, and that it was just always, yeah, anything extra, we just had to wait for payday. And then when I 
was old enough to drive and get a job. I did. And then I was um, I was a server and a hostess at a Mexican restaurant. And so I just always had cash and I just always had tips and money. And since my, my parents paid for like needs and my dad taught me how to try to save and save this, you mm-hmm. can spend this. Um, but I never really had a budget. And so that was new to me because I just, I had the money, so I'd spend it. Yeah. So I'd say that's kind of it. And then just throughout college, took out loans, didn't really know what that really meant, <laughs> you know, just for school and things like that. But yeah. Yeah. And then when we from. got married, you had two school loans at least, if not mm-hmm. three. Uh, I think your car was paid off. Mm-hmm. Did you have any credit card debt? No. I didn't think so. No, I didn't use credit cards. Yeah, I didn't use credit cards. Yeah. So just, just school loan debt. Yeah. But it was it was not insignificant. No. It could have been worse. But yeah. it was it was a a pretty big chunk of money. Well, and the interesting thing I think for me too is is I um I felt like budgeting earlier on would have helped me so much more because right. I worked like I when I lived in Minneapolis, I worked three jobs. Um I served, I worked as an esthetician and then I nannied on the side but I just I didn't have I didn't have a direction with my money yeah I just always had it so I spent it and I paid my bills or did whatever I needed but like you know nothing it wasn't going towards a goal of paying the paying my student debt off or you know saving up to buy a new car or x y and z so yeah Yeah, and then for me I grew up and it was similar in the sense that we were living I would say paycheck to paycheck. I remember certain seasons where things were a little bit tighter and I would hear conversations about how are we going to pay for that? Where is that going to come from? And so probably had a little bit of a scarcity mindset heading into when I had my own jobs. Wasn't taught how to budget. I was taught how to tithe. That was a really big deal. Um, Some of that was just growing up in the church, but I do remember that. I I remember, and I'm grateful for that, that early on that became a habit for mm-hmm. me to, to, to give 10%. I remember because though I wasn't budgeting, I had to make a conscious decision every time and I would just be forgetful sometimes. And then typically that, that was a little, felt a little bit more painful when it's like, Oh crud, I forgot to do that on that last paycheck. Yeah. So I got a job in high school. I paid for my first car, very cheap, but paid for it myself. And so it became kind of, I wouldn't want to say it wasn't financially independent in the sense that I, I could do whatever we want, but in the sense that I started to, once I got a job, I started to stop asking my, my parents for money for, you know, some stuff, tried to figure out how to do it by myself and then finished high school, went to Bible school. I'm pretty sure I paid for Bible school myself. Um, I remember, and then I was, I was so huge into guitar. So like just some of my, some of the painful and sloppy memories of my approach to money was you know, opening up Mint or whatever my banking app was at the time, whether that was logging in or line or whatever, and just looking to see, did I have enough money to go out to eat? Did I have enough money to go buy this guitar pedal? And so there were multiple times I would, you know, oh, I've got 300 bucks in my checking account. And then I'd buy the pedal, which would be, you know, typically 200, 300 bucks and thinking, I'll get paid in a week. I'm fine. And then I'd forget, you know, this happened. I'd forget that I had an insurance payment for my vehicle or something like that. And then it would overdraft and I still didn't really learn my lesson. I remember actually one of my friends and mentors told me, you need to get on a budget. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, I don't. I don't like, <laughs> I don't like the rules of a budget. Like <laughs> I, I hated the idea of being on a budget, which is funny now. Yeah. You're budget king, I'd <laughs> yeah, say. But, but I absolutely hated the idea 
I just thought it was rules. I thought it was, yeah. I was like, no, I'm fine. I can, I can, I can do this. I took some loans out for, I remember I borrowed some money from a family member for a guitar, took a loan out for vehicles and then started because I was just not very wise with my money. When I first got a, I got a credit card believing I needed to build up my credit and then would just put impulse purchases on it. Oh, it's only 20 bucks here. Well, it's only, but I didn't have a plan on how to pay it off. And so when we got married, I had a car loan. I had credit card debt. Yeah. And so we entered in. So then back to our, where we started. Yeah. Credit card debt on my end and vehicle debt. And then for you, student loans. We're at our first apartment. We've been married for probably two months. Mm-hmm. And we tried to budget together. And you came in the door with your hands full of groceries. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was like, how much did you spend? And you're like, I, it was a high number, but I think you spent almost all of our monthly allotted amount Ooh, yikes. in like one purchase. See, this is funny. I don't really remember, you don't remember this. this. No. And at least half of it. And I was like, well, that's supposed to last us all month. And you were like, well, how am I supposed to know that? And I was like, well, I don't know. You should. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember that was our first argument. And from that point forward, we had, a, we had a good resolve to it in the sense that you had said, we need to figure out how to be on the same page of what we're spending and what we're not. And so then from that point forward, I researched and I found a tool to to get us on the same page and figure out how to do... Um, the envelope system digitally was essentially, yeah. if anybody's familiar with that. Yeah. Well, and I think too, we, cause I think you, we talked about it in premarital, like who's the saver, who's the spender. Right. But I Which think you are. The spender. And I'm the saver. Saver. Um, but right. I think it's really different when you, like, I don't think we really knew the conflicts we would need until we got to it, like right. until we started actually totally. putting our finances and our, you know, everything together. Then it's like, oh, okay. You know, because you live so independently for so yep. long and this is my groceries or this is that. So that anyway. was the tension. Yes. Was so, how do we do this together? Yeah. So then that probably is when it all yeah came to a head. And then. So what do you remember early on about us even coming to a budget? What What's that memory for you? Um. Well, I remember taking the financial piece course. Okay. I remember that. Yep. Um, and I remember using envelope systems. And then from there we went to, you needed a budget. Yep. And did it digitally. Which created us for us a digital budget, which still had some, we had to figure out how to do that together. Yeah. But we, that was really hard because we had to figure out who makes decisions mm-hmm. without, you know, placing unrealistic or unfair boundaries on one another. And it, yeah. was, it came naturally to me to do that. So a question I have for you, and this this is real. I'm not just saying this like because we're, <laughs> you know, in this environment. But what did you have to give up and learn to trust me with that? Because mm. that's, I can't imagine that was just easy to say, okay. Because that's kind of where we've landed is I yeah. I handle the budget. And we serve each other in, in different ways through it. But but at the beginning, we had, it wasn't easy. So no. what, what was it like to just kind of... I don't know. Let me drive, hand, I guess. Over. <laughs> um, I think I had to get rid of the mindset too, that it wasn't my money, okay. that it was our yeah. money, mm. you know, and that you had the best interest in mind. I mean, we aren't perfect at this either, but like just sitting down and setting those priorities of like things maybe that we need. Yeah. Does that make sense? Am yeah. I making sense? So just talking about the things like 
that I need. Cause even sometimes now I feel like, you know, or for a while you had been putting in like, just, just like an amount and you're like, yeah, this is about what we spend on groceries or households. And I'm like, I can't spend that on households. Like I need more. Like yeah. it just, that's like ridiculous that you would think that because I'm doing the shopping, like, Oh, that's cute. But yeah. we're always overspending in that budget category. Um, so yeah. So I think, yeah, I think just, just, I guess just trust. I just trust you. And I think communication. When it comes to communication and the budget, mm-hmm. what do you need to know to build that trust? What do I need to communicate to you? And what do you need to communicate to me to find us on the same page? Like for you, like from your perspective. Okay. Because we're talking about being on the same page. Yeah. What What do you, like, if you're going to trust me, what do you need to know that I'm doing with the budget to make sure that it's like, yep, I, I can trust you compared to, hey, we we cannot afford groceries on a hundred bucks a month. Well, I- so. Yeah. I think we need just like a business meeting almost. You know what I mean? I think that's how I can trust you. Or like if I can see it, like I can see it on our budget line items, I think. Because I think for me, sometimes the like I like seeing it digitally better than I liked using the cash envelope system. Yep. Um, Because then I can see like, okay, this is where this money is. And then I can talk to you about it. Um, Something we've been doing recently, which I've really, really liked, is putting in a shared note. Yeah. Of our budget priorities. Yep. So it'll be like, if I think of like stockings, like I really want to get like new stockings for our, above our fireplace this year. Um, Which, because I mean, we've never done that. Yeah, we've never, I mean, we have stockings, but they've been like, they're just like little and I just want like yeah. the stockings that my kids will yeah. send off to, yeah. you know, their houses someday. So then when I think of it, I put it in. So and then that I can helps. see that. Yeah. And that's awesome. And then you can see it because Jordan, he's our, he runs the budget. I spend the money, <laughs> but I, that helps me. Like, I don't think right. of it as like inhibiting anymore. I think at first I like would really like wrestle up against it. Like I felt like I was just like, Ooh, I don't like this. Kind of like you said, you're like, I don't want to be stuck to this budget. And for whatever reason that is, but it's actually like way f- more freeing because I because then I can spend the money and then I don't feel guilty right when I'm like oh I just spent that but I actually didn't really have that or and and that was something we both had to work through with a budget was I had a lot of guilt around spending money I still sometimes do because I I find it to be a, a moral issue and that's a whole different rabbit trail yeah. but what that meant was that I would get so principled about the budget that that would create tension for both of us because I didn't want to spend what things cost. <laughs> and so yeah. I would try and penny pinch around every corner, um, including, you know, groceries. And so for a while, I remember this, we tried to take turns going grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. And so we'd share the weight of that. Mm-hmm. And we kind of gave, we gave up on that. We didn't kind of gave up on that. We, we straight up gave up on that. Mm-hmm. But for a while, that was a shared responsibility because we were trying to figure out, okay, if, you know, just trying to share the load of a family. Yeah. But eventually we landed at this, at that spot. It is kind of funny. I hadn't put it through that lens of I make the budget and you spend the money. Cause for the most part you do that. Mm-hmm. And that's not a, like, and I had to learn how to trust you too. Yeah. That's been a, a journey for us too, is, is going, okay, I've allotted this amount. How do we function as a team living out the budget? Yeah. Which has taken a lot of adjustments. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think too, like even like now, like we've done different, like now Jordan shops with me because I felt like I kept going over budget. Which is not like I'm, (laughs) sounds like, (laughs) sounds like I'm babysitting you or you're not allowed to go shopping by yourself. No, but I, I asked you to, like, I was just 
like our rhythm of grocery shopping and I guess groceries is our biggest one that we have a hard time. Grocery, I mean, um, food, yeah. Just food. food. I mean, it's and so who doesn't do. right now, especially. Yep. But, um, but that was like really hard to stay on budget. But I felt like when I really looked at it, I was like, oh, I'm at least with one kid when I'm grocery shopping normally. So I'm not like adding up. I'm not really making a list. So, so then I had to ask you to come with me to right. keep me more accountable. And then another thing we did, this is getting really practical for a moment too. Yeah. And, I, and I learned this from something else, but we started doing our grocery shopping one week at a time. Yeah. And so we figured out what do we want to live on in our grocery budget for, for one week. That's been super helpful. Like yeah. that was one of the, I think, most mm-hmm. helpful things for us is looking at what are the things that are weekly rhythms, not long-term monthly. Because most budgets function on more of a monthly mindset. Mm-hmm. But life doesn't, food doesn't work that way. No. And so when we figured out how much we wanted to live on per week yeah. for groceries and then said, okay, we're going to budget so we, we budget it every Friday. So every Friday we refill our grocery budget with that particular amount. And so then we have that set amount every Friday and we are, we can spend within that range every Friday. Yeah. And that well, was super helpful. Yeah. And I think that made it easier too. I felt like by Friday I, I knew what our weekend looked like. Right. I knew the days we wanted to eat out. And I think that's just, I mean, planning is a yes. big part of budgeting yes. too, because yep. then, you know, we know what, what that weekend looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about the business meetings for, for a minute. What is that? You have not, and I'll just be honest, you've not yeah. per- typically loved those. Yeah, I don't like them. <laughs> I think because, I don't know why. I just, I think because if it's not on the same time, like, it's not like we do it like Sunday at five o'clock. Like, I think our intentions were always to do it, but then all of a sudden it catches me off guard and it's like yep. Monday at seven and I'm wiped yeah. and I'm like, I don't want to talk about this. I don't, I'm not yeah. like mentally prepared to like meal plan. I'm not like, this isn't the time. And so I just, I don't, yeah, I just, I guess they don't really love it, but um, I know it's important. So I need well, to work on that. And that was something that I worked on was to try and find the right time to yeah. talk to you about the budget because I would choose some pretty, pretty bummer times because for me, I can think about the budget late at night mm-hmm. before bed. I've got no problem, you know, creating a budget then mm-hmm. or at any time. And so for me, when I, I'm finished, I want to share it with you and go, hey, what do you think about this? But for you, you've got to be mentally prepared. So if I were to give any a piece of advice to the savers and the spenders or whoever runs the budget, if there's somebody who's, if you guys don't do it together, it'd be, if you are the one who makes the budget, try and remember that not everyone likes talking about it all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so try and find the right time. Because when we're both emotionally prepared to talk about it, I feel like we have good discussions about it. Yeah. And the other thing, so we've we've come up with a few different strategies as far as how we tell our money what to do. And that's been years of, of growth through, you know, the tool that we use and some of the things I've read and listened to. But we do something else where we sit down and we talk through, and sometimes it's an ongoing conversation, but where do we want any windfall or any extra money that comes mm-hmm. in? So sometimes that could be a bonus or that could be an extra Christmas gift or that could be a side hustle. And we've always tried to say, what do we want this money to do for us? Because how many times have, did we get extra and we didn't know where it went? Yeah. Yeah, quite a bit. And then it's like all of a sudden it's, oh, it's gone on. Like I thought we had that $300 and it's like, well, we did. Well, we did (laughs) and then we needed or we, you know. Because it's so easy in that moment too to go like, let's celebrate. Let's go to. Oh yeah, like we went to to dinner and then we got, you know, this and the kids needed this or we spent it on this. So I'm pretty sure that 300 is 30. Yeah. And then it's gone. Yep. So, um, 
Yeah, George, you want to talk a little bit about how you like prioritize in that or where your money goes. If you're talking about giving your money a job, oh yeah, then what? How do you prioritize yeah. it? So I I, f- I follow the the methodology from you need to budget. And rule number one is give every dollar a job. And so their entire and I am shamelessly promoting them. Like I've got no yeah. problem with that. Like I think they're the best budgeting app out there, and it's worked for us for almost 10 years. So mm-hmm. I, I just have no problem saying they're really, really good at what they do. And they've got great resources as a side note. So you need a budget Y and A, B. So rule number one for them is give every every dollar a job. And so when I build my budget, it's all about the money I already have. It's not forecasting. It's not looking to the future. It's looking at what have already been paid. So I'm never, I'm never looking at theoretical money. Um, it's always just what's in my account. So um, yeah, I start with I start with 10, 10%, I tithe. And then, um, I, I don't, I don't know what our savings percentage is because it's kind of broken down across different things like contributions to, to retirement accounts, but then also emergency funds. So I haven't looked at what our exact percentage is, but you know, I love the methodology that Nate has shared on the weekends. And a lot of people have, have used this, but, um, give 10, save 10 and then spend the rest. And so I try and function somewhere within that realm, but so the first things we do is is we pull everything out of out of our paycheck that's supposed to go to other places. So that's tithe, contributions, and then what I do is is I I have everything laid out in our budget based on kind of starting with needs. Like what what do we have to do? Mm-hmm. Um, the question that I have to ask is what does this money need to do for me between now and the next time I get paid? Yeah. And so oftentimes that what it was in the beginning was looking at what are the bills and the obligations and the needs in between now and, you know, the next two mm-hmm. weeks or whatever. So that could be rent. It could be mortgage, could be car payment, could be insurance, could be groceries. Where we are now is that I'm looking one month ahead because over the last 10 years, we've gotten to a place where I'm typically about three weeks to a full month ahead in our budget. So when it we're recording this on November 1st, um, and we've gotten to a place just through discipline and practicing this to where once we rolled over in November, our entire November budget was funded. And so I don't have to get any more income until December, technically speaking, like it's November is completely budgeted. We can function all the way now. And so I'm always trying to look through what does my money need to do for me before I get paid again? And so it starts with mortgage, groceries, um, all of our utilities go in that category first. And then it moves on to uh, wants, like desires. I, we call it fun money or quality of life. So I'd be like, we we try and fund date nights. Um, that's uh, any entertainment stuff, streaming services. Those go last. And then our savings is at the bottom of our budget, but that's not the last thing I, I, I fund. Does that answer the question? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of what, kind of where our money all goes, I guess. Yeah. I've got it broken down into, I think, four or five major categories, which would be, we don't, we don't have any debt, but we do use our credit card for points, totally different conversation and somewhat controversial, but it goes towards, um, our mortgage is is the only debt we have. And then it goes towards giving. So then Mm -hmm. our giving is our next major category. Then it's uh, monthly bills Mm -hmm. because those are coming. Then it's expenses, which is groceries, fuel, uh, restaurants, all the all the stuff that's just part of life. Um, and that even includes things like I'm, we only pay our home insurance and our auto insurance, uh, in, in large chunks cause we get a discount that way. But then what I do every month is I set money aside for that. Yeah. And so that's ex- under expenses. Then it's 
quality of life, and then our emergency fund and any vacations I put under a category called sinking funds. Because at the end of the day, that stuff is just meant to be spent. Mm -hmm. And it kind of is a bummer that way because <laughs> you're just saving it up to go out the door. But that's kind of what it is. Yeah. I'd say too, I think you're a pretty savvy, um, like I'm just always so, I mean, I'm going to break on you for a second, but I'm just always so impressed by your savviness too. Like, can you share any like kind of tips and tricks that you, that we do <laughs> that help us like save money or sure. like, okay, we really don't need X, Y, and Z. Like, you know what I mean? Cause I think the, the culture and the world can tell us like, you know, you need this, you need this, you need this streaming service, yeah. you need the brightest new phone, like, you know what I mean? So yep. I think we live, I also think, I, I don't think we live in lack, but I think we live just maybe a little differently, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, I think we live just a, a little bit odd sometimes. Um, yeah, I I I think this is what you're getting at, but a couple of the things that, that I've noticed is that there's certain things in life that, that culturally have become normal that are really expensive that I just kind of refused to get stuck in. So the first one I investigated was cell phones. I was like, man, we are spending so much money a month on our cell phone bill. Mm -hmm. And so I did a ton of research on, you know, what what type of service do you get from the major carriers versus what you can get from prepaid. And as I went down that rabbit hole, I found there's a lot of really great companies that provide way cheaper service. Like, for instance, a lot of cell companies are going to charge you for unlimited data. I don't need unlimited data. I'm on Wi-Fi 90% of the time. If I'm at work, Wi-Fi. If I'm at home, Wi-Fi. If I'm in most coffee shops, Wi-Fi. There's very limited times that I actually need a strong data plan. And so that was the first thing to go was I'm not going to pay for unlimited because yeah. I don't use it. Mm -hmm. So we cut that down and we've saved over the last like three years, like over a thousand bucks in our just cell service. So that's one thing is, is, is the things that we can find to be, I don't want to say take for granted, but the things become culturally normal. I try and fight against and go, is there a better or cheaper way? Uh, home internet service. I'm always, they're, they're so expensive. So I'm always trying to find a discount or looking around. So I'm, I'm actually working on switching internet service providers because I found one that's, that's going to provide a two year introductory rate for, way cheap, more than half of what we pay now. So mm -hmm. I'm constantly trying to do that. Uh, streaming providers, same thing. I, I just don't want to continue adding. So we've experimented like this summer we did. We think we took three months off of one of them. We just turned it off to go, do we actually need it? Yeah. And, and that was intentionality for us to be, right. nope, we're going to be outside. We're going to be at the yep. pool. We're going to be in water stuff. So we're not going to, Yeah. we don't need to sit in front of the TV with this, with this one for the summer. Yeah. And I mean, some of it is a little bit of a sacrifice. You have to live a little bit different. Our yeah. phones, we always try and buy them outright. I don't want to be in debt over a cell phone. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to mm -hmm. me to be in debt over a device. Um, and so we almost always I try and pay in cash. And I mean, I don't want to pat myself on the back, but even our pickup truck, I got to buy that with cash. That was, I mean, a really huge milestone for us mm -hmm. a couple of years ago. And I saved up and put some windfall money towards that. We prioritized that. And then I got to come in under budget and buy a truck with cash that's really old. <laughs> it's yeah. a 1993, uh, I mean, you call it my cute truck and it is a cute truck. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a small, <laughs> it's a small truck, but it yeah. does what I need it to do. I don't need newest, best and yeah. fans. I, I think that's maybe the biggest tip and trick right there is 
trying not to fall in love with the newest, the best, and the brightest and decide what works for Which me. Which is really hard for me. Hard for you it's because so hard for me. in before yeah. I met you. I mean, or yeah, kind of before I met you. Oh, I that was, was that um, was, you know, that's what you spent I, your money on. So yeah, I remember being we had just started dating. Mm-hmm. And I stayed up till one in the morning. I went on a vacation trip to visit my sister in Denver. Mm-hmm. I stayed up till one in the morning when they released the iPhone 3G or whatever, yeah. or four. I can't remember what number it was. And I stayed up to pre-order it. And I dropped $600 that I did not have, mm-hmm. hoping that I would not be in financial trouble for doing it. But I wanted the newest, mm-hmm. the best, and the shiniest so bad. And I felt so much guilt over that purchase. Yeah. But yeah, that's really hard for me. I get really attracted to... <laughs> the yeah. best and the shiniest. Well, and I think that's just like what, I, yeah, I would just say it's a mindset. Like when you, yeah. earlier when you asked like what, you know, what did you have to give up? And I think it was just, oh, I can't, I can't go to eat all the time. Yep. Because my money is going to something else because we want to go on a vacation. Yep. Therefore we're not going to eat. So yeah, thoughts on that. I think, I think it's just, I think it's sacrifice. It's not getting a, I mean, getting a coffee every day, even though. So that was another thing that we did. So actually, I'm really glad you talked about coffee. We used to go, we used to buy coffee out multiple times a week. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things we figured out, because we love coffee, was how can we create coffee at home that we like just as much Mm -hmm. or enough that it's not, it doesn't feel as much like a sacrifice. And now what's funny is if I don't have coffee at home, I feel like I'm missing out. Yeah, I prefer my coffee from home most of the time to anything from a coffee shop. And not that it's better, yeah, but it's part of my daily rhythm. Yeah. And cool. so we, you know, we bought a nice coffee pot, mm-hmm. not the nicest, but just a good one. It's lasted us for several years. Mm-hmm. And then we buy ground coffee and we, we, we each get to pick what, what do we flavor our coffee with? Yeah. And we just get to pick that. And we yeah. don't like, that's not even an issue for us. We go, yep, we're buying that because compared to buying coffee at any coffee shop in town, it is so much cheaper. Mm-hmm. So well, was, and now it's just a treat. So like now it's like, like, you know, we have a budget item for coffee or treats and, yeah. and stuff like that. So now it feels more fun. It doesn't feel like. And I mean, if, there, if you budget in coffee, if you get a coffee right. every day, because that's, that's what you get, that's great. Um, and, and everybody's, the and I didn't get to any of the other rules from you need to budget, but oh. one of the, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. But one of the things that they talk about too is that what can happen, and we're we're talking within a, a Christian context, obviously, and they're talking from a business mindset, so they're not going to get into telling people what to do, and that's not the point of a Christian context either. But there are principles and invitations from Jesus that that ask us to uh, follow Him in the way that we handle our money in certain ways. But one of the things that we've that that I would also say, just kind of as a as a blanket statement with finances, is the hope is that you would find financial freedom. Like I think of what Paul says in the New Testament where he says, let no debt remain outstanding except for the continuing debt to love one another. And when we heard that in Financial Peace University, um, like I just remember we felt convicted that we need to get a little bit more aggressive in paying down our debt and becoming free from from that because it's money that is being told where to go that we don't get to decide. And we wanted to be done with that. And I would say that the freedom we felt being debt-free over the last, I think it's been two years now, mm-hmm. has been fantastic because we get to decide yeah. where does that go. And then we get to prioritize together and choose and then guilt-free, not always for me. I still yeah. <laughs> have a tough time with that. But when we do budget well for something like like a vacation, we get to go on that vacation and know we're spending on this vacation with cash and this is what we told the money to do. And now it gets to do that for us. And that's really freeing and really fun. 
mm-hmm. I think, which I mean, for me, but budgeting is fun, but the, the life that it allows us to live, I think is the really powerful part. Yeah. So rule number one is give every dollar a job. Number two is embrace your true expenses, which is part of what I was talking about with the, the insurance one, where your true expenses would be, these are things you have to pay for, even though it might not be monthly. Mm. So for instance, insurance, it comes yeah. around once a year. Now I'm not going to wait until the fall when that's going to be a huge bill. I'm going to plan for that every month and set money aside. So every every time we get paid, I'm trying to set aside money for that goal to say, I don't want to be surprised by that. That's going to be other things like new tires or a new water heater or whatever. It's what's true, auto repairs, maintenance, et cetera. Mm-hmm. It's what's true expenses. You're going to have to pay for it eventually. So are you planning for it now? And it's better to plan for it now and not have a surprise than have it come around and you've got a huge bill on your hands. Mm-hmm. Rule number number three is roll with the punches, which is the idea there is your budget needs to be fluid. It's going to change. You're pro- like, you might have a surprise. We had friends come visit. And when they we hadn't budgeted for them to come visit at the time, but that was an opportunity for us to roll with the punches and go, let's do it. Let's move some money out of this category and out of this category. And we knew what priorities we could pull from to say, hey, we can afford this. Yeah. So let's do it. And so it's just allowing allowing the right things to reprioritize where that money is set aside. And then rule number four, they call uh, age your money. And the idea there is that you're using last month's pay on this month's expenses, which is what I was talking about earlier, where yeah. I'm trying to use, I'm trying to get ahead and allow my money to be, the idea is older and older so that I'm farther and farther out. Some people call that emergency fund YNAB does it a little bit differently. And I, I do a little bit of both where I'm always trying to be at least one, one month ahead in our budget and then also have an emergency fund for the big surprises. For instance, when you're, this is not hypothetical, when your son smashes his heel through mm, one of your windows and then you've got to replace it. And yeah. that is what it's Shoot. for. Or when our hot water heater failed last spring. Yeah. And it was, we had money set aside. It got to pay with cash. Yeah. Yeah, those are... Not expenses that are cheap. <laughs> no, neither one of them was, was cheap, but it was nice that we didn't have to stress over it. Yeah. It was covered. How, what is it like for, for me and you to prioritize together? Because let's, let's talk where we want our money to go. How has that looked for you to try and end up on the same page with me? What have we done together that has worked? Because I think, I think couples might, might go, oh, that's awesome that you guys are on the same page. How do I do that? What are some questions or some things that you would encourage what's especially since you're the you're not the budgeter yeah what for you made this click where you're like i'm in i'm gonna do this i don't think i'm not sure everybody would be so yeah well i don't i don't think we as gonna say i don't think i followed our budget like strictly all the time like you know what i mean i i think it took me a while to get to where we are now where i'm like yeah okay i get it it works for us you know um, but I think, I mean, normally we do what, maybe like every year we sit down and talk about like goals and mm-hmm. like what we want to do. And, and I think that's the big thing. It's, it's talking about, okay, what trips do we want to take? What, yeah. you know what I mean? Because that's a really good point. everything is, is like, yes, we have to do, we have to do groceries. We have to do these household items, but it's, um, I just think it's talking about it. It's talking about, mm-hmm. hey, I like just would really like to rearrange or 
decorate more or like whatever that is. And then you, you know, being like, okay, let's talk about when we can Mm -hmm. and things like that. So, um, so I don't even know specific, like, I don't know a specific moment where I was like, oh yes, like we're really on the same page. I think it's talking through that. And I think a lot of couples like aren't going to have like necessarily that. Like I remember one conversation with you, I was (laughs) It's like, I feel like we're saving for so many things right now Yeah, that I, we like, I'm literally, we don't have the money in these categories because I feel like they're all here. So then we sat down and we're like, okay, what can we, what can we wait on? Like what is not? So I think we combined a couple categories. So it wasn't as much because we weren't getting anywhere and, you know, Yeah. but I think it's just, I think it's, you just need to have those conversations. You need to be honest. Um, I think you have to be just kind of open to like, it's, I mean, it's not even our money. Like if we're thinking about it biblically, like, you know, Nate talks about stewardship, it's the Lord's. And so we open hands, you know? So I think, um, yeah, I just think communication is a huge part of when we're talking about that kind of stuff and prioritize and how we do it together. We just sit down and talk about it, especially like I would say like every year we beginning of the year that we do. And I mean, we'd probably like to do it more, but if we can do it at the beginning of the year and go through what we want the year to look like, what vacations we want to take. That, that I think is one of the best things we've done mm-hmm. is sitting down beginning of January. And sometimes we do it over Christmas break even yeah. is say, what do we, what do we love that we did this last year that we want to do again? And what do we hope we can do this next year? And that's so great to have those goals ahead of time because the, tyranny of the urgent or the tyranny of my (laughs) desires in the moment to go, you know, eat out will easily eat away at, oh, shoot, I forgot about this other goal. So it's so easy to spend money. Spending Mm money is not hard to find money to spend, or it's not hard to find things to spend money on. There's, I mean, how many things are on my wish list right Mm -hmm. now of, of, of what I, (laughs) what I could do, but I will defer that because we've together said, this this other thing is a is a greater priority, and we've decided that together. Mm-hmm. I think that was super helpful to plan our year. How does that? And maybe this we can maybe wrap up the the question with this. As the person not budgeting, what do you need from the person who is budgeting? I think for me, like I need to know, I need to see it, I need to know where our money is going. Like mm-hmm. because it's not that I don't trust you, but I also need I need to see it a little bit too, like. I need to know, okay, like, what are we saving for? What are we doing that? So I, I, it needs to be both of us mm-hmm. talking about it. Like, it can't just be like, okay, I did the budget. And then I'm like, okay, now I do this. It's, yep. we really do do it together. Um, I handle the numbers of it, but then I almost, if there's, for the most part, it's pretty set. Yeah, I don't have to think about it. I've got it set so that when it is time to, to budget, it takes me a few minutes yeah. to punch in all the numbers for it with every paycheck. But I do typically show you if there's something, hey, how does this feel? Yeah. So we do do that together. Yeah. And and we and we did that more before. It's kind of like, okay, this is just our rhythm now. But we had done that earlier on too of yeah. you did every time you like did it or put money in it. Then you let me know, yep. hey, this is what we are. Then you'd have me look at it and yep. say, okay, great. Or no, this is, we actually are going to need this for this. You know, we have this birthday or this birthday came up, so we need more here or yep. things like that. So I just, um, yeah, I just need to see it too. And as the budget, I would say I've had to learn how to, even though you're not the numbers person, take your feedback. Yeah. Because it can feel like when you've built this thing, mm-hmm. it feels like 
you're attacking me. Yeah. Early on it did. Yeah. And now to hear feedback and, and say, hey, this isn't realistic or this doesn't work for this week or this season or this month or I've had to learn, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Let's work on that. Yeah. And to try and achieve those goals together. So I've had to learn how to be less defensive of all those numbers I've crunched. Well, is there anything else you want to say or add, Jordan? I know this is a fun and you just love talking about this. Well, I could talk um, about it forever. Yeah. I, I would say there are so many hacks that I've come across that I just would love to share with anybody who wants them. So if you do want to, please reach out Yeah. if you want to talk more or have more questions. Um, and there's a couple of resources that I that I've come up with too that would love to pass along. Alyssa and I are an open book on this topic and we're not experts, but we would love to share anything. So, all right. So we're back. Um, When we went back to listen to this episode, I noticed that we had forgotten a couple of things. Um, And that's probably because we recorded the episode originally when our boys had just gone to bed and we were in our living room and we probably got just a little sleepy. Mm -hmm. But a couple of things I wanted to add. So this is an addendum to our to our original conversations, but a couple of things that we left out that are incredibly important when it comes to the world of finances and marriage that I think are important to talk about would be number one, how do we pause before we spend? And then number two, how do we budget for generosity? Mm-hmm. And so wanted to talk about that. Yeah. So first, how do we pause before we spend? How do we pray? How does, how does prayer and the Holy Spirit work its way into our budget. Yeah. Why don't you take that, Jer? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just ask yourself the question. Just ask, Jordan, how would you say this? So a couple things I think that we do is, number one, we try and we've got a giving category in our budget that's above and beyond our tithe. And so we put that in there. And if there's anything that comes up throughout the year that we want to be generous about, like there's a a prompting from the Holy Spirit, or we see something that we want to contribute toward, we can pull from that giving category. And then whatever is left at the end of the year, we put towards increased Christmas. Hmm. So that's something that we try and structure. We, we build the increased Christmas budget in, but if anything happens prior to that. And then the second part of that, as far as like trying to create room for the Holy Spirit to move in our budget would be, we don't we don't make big budget decisions like imp- on impulse. Yeah. So if it reaches a certain threshold of, you know, I'd say if it's anything more than a hundred or two hundred bucks. We wait, yeah, for sure, like overnight, and then bigger, even bigger purchases. We would wait several days and just kind of see, like, how does this sit? How, do we have peace about the purchase? I just was thinking of when you buy your truck, so that'd be like a, maybe a different example of. Yeah, we had the money. Yep, we had been looking for it. Yeah, you found and I it. Bought that in like under an hour. <laughs> yeah, which is which is uncharacteristic of. Yeah. You and us. Yeah. We'd been budgeting for that for a long time. I'd yeah. been looking for a long time. And I remember even praying about it, like, because there was nothing even close to within our budget. So I was yeah. like, well, I guess we'll just have to keep waiting. Yeah. And then this one showed up on a Sunday night and I had purchased it by the next day in cash after a test drive. Yeah. After meeting it, the guy like yeah. at 3.30, it was mine by 4 p.m. But because I think we had been just praying about it and yep. saving for it, then that felt like an easier decision. Yeah. And think, it was under budget too. Yeah. yeah. And I think when, I think obviously when you, well, maybe not obviously, but when you wait, then you figure out, oh, do I really want it? Do yep. I really need it? Yep. Yeah. So that would be, yeah. yeah. If it's not within our normal budget. And, you, and we do a good job of calling each other before we make bigger purchases. Yeah we see something so yeah yeah 
And we try and I think when it comes to some of those other outside purchases that might be like long-term decisions let, that set us up for something else, I think we try and make room again for adjusting our budget to to work with what's wise and allowing allowing ourselves to be flexible. But that's yeah. always within a spirit of I'll pray through it and ask God to just you know give us peace about and discernment about where the right decision would go with our budget. So yeah, that's part of it. And then second, so the 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 next thing that I I think we've we've come up with a cool way to do this is, and we kind of hinted at it in our conversation, but I wanted to dive into it a little bit more, is Alyssa is a gift giver. That's mm-hmm. one of the things that she just loves to do. She's really good at it. She's very thoughtful. It's an extension of the way she shows love to other people. And so she's constantly thinking through how to how to bless other people. And so what can happen is because I'm the, I'm the saver and she's the spender is I can just tend to say, we don't need to do that. It doesn't serve a to me, it doesn't serve an essential purpose in our budget. Well, and it's because it's not a natural way that you show correct love either. So nope, I'm not naturally thinking that way. And so, but over the years, we figured out a system to to figure out how do I give you space to be generous mm-hmm. and to to help other people. So not necessarily yeah yeah help other people. Sometimes it's like bring people meals or they're having a bad day, so you'll buy them coffee. But then you'll also are very thoughtful with gifts and around Christmas and around birthdays to go, hey, how can I bless this person and mm-hmm. just really celebrate who they are and help them feel loved? So what have we done to create space for you to be generous? Yeah, I, I don't think it's maybe necessarily new, but just budgeting in it um, within um, – yeah, asking, you know, I let you know when things are coming up. And so that's just a regular part of our budget. But so what do you do? What do you do to let me know? Because that's actually what I'm, I'd love to talk about a little bit. Like, how do you let me know what's going on so that I can put it away? So we have on your notes app, we have a shared note and we have like each month. So then I try to think ahead, especially for birthdays and that sort of gift. Sometimes things just come up. Um, and sometimes I spend that out of my own, like, category if it's like oh, a candle or like a housewarming gift like sometimes I'll do that but for the most part for bigger things like birthdays or showers or things like that we have a shared note and it's um, laid out every month and so then I'll put that in there and then the amount I'd like to spend and then Jordan looks at it and is like okay okay we could do this this month or not this month so um, that's how we communicate that way so I'm not just going to Target. I mean, going to Target and spending a bunch of money I don't have. Which is super helpful for me from from that side is that I get a notification every time you update it because we've we've titled it budget priorities, and so then Alyssa will put something in, and then I get to open the note and go, okay, how can I how can I make this work? And I man, there's only been a couple times where there's something that's outside of the realm of possibility. Almost everything. That's my favorite part is I'm not thinking that way, but you are. Yeah. And so it makes sure that. We don't become so, I don't become so controlling with the budget that we miss some of the freedom of being able to bless others with, with that. And I love yeah. that because it, it just gets to let, let you do that. So yeah, it's super helpful for me. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think there's always creative ways too. like, I try to use any extra reward cash or things like that to one little things like that. So yeah. it doesn't affect our budget as much if it's. If it's not a birthday or a shower, I just want to been thinking of someone and saw something. So um, I think there are creative ways to do that, too. Absolutely. Okay. Well, anything else we need to say about our addendum, our adding, our... Our part two. Our part two. <laughs> Prayer, 
being patient, invitation to the Holy Spirit, and generosity. Anything you want to add to that? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if we said this before, I guess, but I think I think the biggest thing about finances and marriage is communication. Yeah. I think that's, I think, the biggest theme of um, of this and just... Like Jordan has a different strength than me and that's great. So let's play into that and not, you know, if I try to control the budget, then who knows her money would all go out to gifts. So, um, yeah, I think just what are your strengths? Use that. Do that. Doing it together, communicating, being on the same page with priorities. Yeah. It's great. Okay. All right. Thanks. Thank you. We hope that this encouraged and challenged you and gave you some places to start a conversation. In the show notes, you can find links to discussion questions and resources to take next steps. If you enjoyed this or found it helpful, would you share it with someone you think would benefit? We'd also love to hear from you or partner with you. You can reach out to podcast at faithchapel.cc.